Radio Shock voice there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Jake. I use the he, him pronouns. And with me, as always, is Max. I'm Max, and I also use he, him pronouns. Jake, we're back at it. In the Krispy Kreme. We're <laughs> back at it again in Saharan Desert. Do some fucking sick flips in my Gundam. Kick a kick over a dwodge. People are dying. A lot of people are dying. Oh, jeez. Oh, beans. What have we done? It's we a little bit, went a little bit kooky. Just we a got bit, a little uh, bit too nutty with it. But then, but then we did some actual learning, and it was kind of cool. Yeah, then we actually learned a couple of cool things. I mean, we learned cool things about the show, both inside the show, and then we also learned things about real-life historical context. And the, and the best fucking part is, Jake, we're now officially ahead of Mobile Suit Breakdown, which means you're hearing all these fucking facts from us first, baby. That's right. We're the brain geniuses until Mobile Suit Breakdown gets to this episode and, you know, a couple, like a week or two. Until then, I get to bask in it. But whatever, man. We're living in the future. Oh, shit. The future of 1986. What the hell? How does that even work? These episodes were good. I literally just watched them, as I usually do, where I just, like, get them fresh in my mind, as fresh as possible. I'll watch the episodes immediately before recording. It was a fucking good idea, because, my God, there's some good stuff in here. Ooh, yes. Yes, indeed. I think we might be out of the desert arc by now. Maybe. Uh, maybe. It sounds like next week could be a different arc, and I don't believe we'll be in the desert anymore. So I think we've, like fully completed the desert arc of the show and i gotta say i really liked it it was really good people people said that this was like one of the best or one of their favorites and i absolutely believe it and understand that and understand why yeah 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 i mean we'll be talking about it fucking might as well well talk about it right now jake can you tell us about our first episode this week episode 30 blue team part one Rue wanders the desert, entering the village of Gardaya. She pretends to be the girlfriend of a man named Ginnett in order to enter the village, and he takes her in and shows her to an underground city. At the same time, Glintme wanders the desert and is picked up by the Blue Team, who fight for African independence. In order to prove himself to them, he is ordered to enter Gardaya and disable the city's control center. The Gundam Team head to Gardaya to resupply and search for Rue, and are attacked by the Blue Team outside the city. The leader is mortally wounded in the battle, and in his dying breath, he asks Glimmy to fight for the honor of the blue team. Finally, the Gundam team decides to once again attempt to reach Gardaya to find Rue. I like the blue team. Yeah, they're, they're good guys. It's just like, it's just, there's something nice and simple about a team of mobile suit guys who just like, yeah, we just, I mean, I know that they have, well, okay, again, there's some really cool historical context behind why they're blue, but I also just like, yeah, matching colors are fucking cool. <laughs> if, if nothing else, it's cool that they have matching colors, you know? It is my favorite color, so they already got the they already got the brownie points. There you go. Yeah, I mean the the, the fucking the turquoise team doesn't quite roll off the tongue as much, but maybe one day <laughs> I'll get my team. But, um, but yeah, so the, this one, this the, this one, this delightful little episode, 
Rue's just fucking in the desert, as usual. She's covering the core fighter with the, um, you know, some tarp. And she's heading into Gardaia to get oil for it. And then immediately we also see Glemmy in the desert. And he's just like fucking... Glemmy is on ideology mode this week. Glemmy is just saying so much bullshit. I mean, when you're just stranded in the desert and you've got no one to talk to, you just got to talk to yourself and sit there with your thoughts. I guess. And then I think being in the <laughs> desert broke him because once he is reunited with people, he still continues to talk about ideology. Um, but yeah, he's, he's talking about how Zeon corrupted the ideology, or um, rather, the Zabi family corrupted the ideology of Zeon Zumdaikun. Um, but like as he's doing this, I, I don't I, I didn't realize that like this was actually happening. I thought he was like doing like a fucking thought bubble imagination of mobile suits. But no, it's just like this like big ass Zaku tanker just rolling up behind him. He's like, oh shit, I'm saved. And he passes out immediately. <laughs> so they, they pick him up and they're like, Well, he's uh he's got a Neo Zeon outfit, so he might be useful to us. Mm. Dance, white boy, dance. And they pick him up. <laughs> And then we cut over, we see Rue trying to get into Gardaia, but she can't, she needs her ID, she doesn't have it, obviously, she wouldn't know that she needed it, and the guards think that she is a spy for the African independence movement, wonder what that could fucking possibly be about. And then uh, she tries to tell them that she has a friend in the city, and that they'll vouch for her, and so they're like, okay, yeah, well, what's, uh, what's their name? She just sits there like, uh, I did think you'd ask that. Oh, no. Oh, beans. <laughs> I didn't think that far ahead. But of course, it's pretty blonde men to the rescue because she sees a fucking Ozymandias from Watchmen is like just standing, just kind of staring there. <laughs> and he, she runs and she's like, oh, oh, honey, please. Like, uh, thank you. They're, they're, they wouldn't let me in the city. And then she's like, go along with it, like whispering in his ear. And he's just like, oh, yes, Marianne. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> it's good. I love that. Like, I mean, he's kind of a fucking freak, but a it's, little just, bit. it's just funny how he, immediately he's like, yeah, I'm in on this. Um, and his name is Gene. I think, I think it's Gene. G-E-N-E-T. Gennet, Gene. Uh, either way. It sounds sense. like they say Gene in the show. Um, that's what I'm going to go with for now. But like, you know, the soldier's like, I mean, I would have believed it, but Gene, how, like, how many girlfriends is that now? Like, this dude fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh as they're walking away he uh he he tells her that he's an artist and he played along because he's just so struck by her beauty that he must paint her oh you want me to nude model for you and uh he's like what no nudity is not the only form of art you fucking plebeian i'm gonna model you out of clay i'm gonna fucking he, he gets out his 64 pack of crayons and his finest printer paper and he just goes to fucking town he also lets her know that uh, they they call European people around here, they call them Franks, which mm-hmm. is important throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah, you we, don't want to be a fucking Frank. And if I was a Frank listening to this episode, I'd be like, yeah, it's a good name, okay? <laughs> to be Frank. Yeah, that's it, it's the term for Europeans. It's, it's the term for white people in Africa. And then we cut over to the Argama. Paul is fucking once again complaining that she can't take a bath. And Elle is also complaining, but she's complaining about a slightly more reasonable thing. Talking about how Rue's gone, there's like this bigger workload, and she's like arguing with Beecha the whole time. Just because, you know, it's kind of Beecha's fault that this whole thing happened. A little bit. Yeah, and he's like, treat me like the bad guy, but you've always thought we'd be better off without her anyway. Yeah, he's like, I did it. I did it for you. (laughs) And um, 
the the whole time that they're arguing, he's like hosing down the uh, the. I can't remember which mobile suit it was, but uh, he's hosing down one of the mobile suits with like this brown liquid in a hose, mm-hmm. and uh, and Pull sees that and just kind of takes it from him while he's distracted by arguing with Elle, and she starts like spraying it all over herself. And to interrupt their fighting, we just hear her start crying that now she's even dirtier. And, yeah, um, it's not water, it's not piss, it's not fucking Coca-Cola. It's just like nasty oil. They, they call it cleaning oil. Cleaning oil, that's, hmm. Why would you start your, oh god, why would you start your fucking bike while I'm recording? There are some freaks in my neighborhood who love just driving their bike at the red line, just revving all throughout every single week as I record, at the same time every single, it's just bane of my existence. Anyway, I've lived around those same kind of people, so I, I understand. Um, yeah, it fucking pulls dirty. She sprayed herself with oil, and she like sprays Beecha and L with it, trying to turn it off, and it's like gets all over the floor. And astronauts is like, "God, fucking freak ass kids!" He's like, "Didn't you know that we're out of it? Now we're gonna have to resupply because you wasted the rest of it." Mm-hmm. God dang it! And we get a little cut over. Janae is talking, or is, rather, he's taking Rue to a creepy basement. And Rue is like, oh, this is going to be something gross and sexual. And he's like, what if it was? But also, it's the fucking mall. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If it was, what would you do? And then he's like, <laughs> Unless. He's, he's just kind of thinking that she's playing hard to get. And, yeah. And yeah. Like, like, no, man, this is legitimately weird. Okay. It's very fucking weird. But yeah, it's like there's this entire fucking underground city underneath Gardaia that's like the white person city. It's, it's just like this whole episode is like, wow, cool colonialism. Yeah. It's just very, very on the nose with all that shit. And um, yeah, we just kind of see it. And then we cut back over to the Argama. Where um, Astonage and Judo are talking to Bright and they're like, you know, hey, we really need to stop for some supplies. And Bright's kind of like, well... We're supposed to be heading north, and we're already behind schedule, so I don't really want to. <laughs> what if we don't? <laughs> um, but they talk him into it, and uh, Pull kind of says that they sh- shouldn't stop there because Rue dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Rue what? She goes, no, nothing, nothing. And then just kind of like hides. And uh, so Judah was like, oh, that means she's there. That so means we go she's there. Let's fucking go, homies. <laughs> and and you know they all like, kind of like run off and um the whole time so let's see yeah, he and Paul are going to the zeta and Eno and l go out in a dodai kai and a mark ii dodai kai being the funny little like hoverboard surfboard things that they they fly out in it and then we cut over we see glemmy glemmy is in like this like little sort of cloak and he's sneaking around gardaia trying to find the underground city and he's thinking about how he doesn't really want to take orders from the blue team but he's a frank and like he has to do it to kind of like you know, getting good with them, prove that he's Neo Zeon. Like he has to essentially take over the controls for the city so they can take it over themselves. And then uh, he finds the underground city within like 10 seconds of looking for it. It was very, very <laughs> yeah. well hidden. He gets in the city and immediately he sees Rue. Cause it's, it's magnetic. It's like much like how stand users are attracted to each other. Glimmy is attracted to Rue. Stop revving your bike. Get engine failure. Um, rude ass. Rude ass. And then he fucking, he, he, he sees him. They go into a like little cafe bar. And we see uh, Gene talking to Rue. And Glemmy is like face enhanced, pressed up to the window, peering in, looking like a little fucking gremlin. I love it. Glemmy rules. And Gene's kind of going off about like, uh, like, oh, you know, people 
won't change, even if we all become new types. No matter what, we'll all need and want the same thing. We need beauty and love. Bro, what? (laughs) Stop it. He's like, human desires will never change no matter what happens to us. And and then, like, Glemmy bursts in. He's like, Ruth Luca! And Gane, you know, he grabs Gane, calls him a womanizer. And he asks her, he's like, is it not divine guidance that we met here? Is it not destiny? And then he starts fighting Gane. At one point, Gane asks her, is this a friend of yours? And she's basically like, ew, no way, not in a thousand years. Hell no. No, not <laughs> ab- absolutely not. And, <laughs> fuck no, this guy's a fucking freak. And uh, Gane just, like, fucking decks Glimmy and, like, knocks his ass down. Mm-hmm. And it, um, <clears throat> like... I was really hoping that he would, like, be on the floor for a little bit longer than he was. No, he gets right back up. fucking hilarious. Yeah, oh, Glemmy gets, like, fucking... Yeah, he, he gets knocked around, and, like, he, like, swings at Gane, and Gane ducks, and he, like, slams the bartender in the face, like, oh, that guy's a fucking thick head. And then Gane's like, oh, I may be an artist, but I'm more nimble than that. And then Glemmy just punches him again and knocks him out over the counter, and he grabs Rue and runs off. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we gotta fucking go. We gotta like, go. Where are we going? He's just like away from here. Yeah, Glummy can kind of fight. And then we sort of we get a little cutover scene with the blue team, and they're sort of thinking about how Glummy is running late. But the leader is a leader. Um, Dodie. Uh, uh, Dido, I think was Dido. His name. Dido. Yeah, the leader of the blue team is Dido, and he's like, you know, Glummy. He's from Neo Zeon, and Neo Zeon are the ones who spurred Gadev Jassin into action to make this independence movement. So, so Gadeb Jassin is the one, he's the guy who's like the leader of the African liberation movement. Again, this episode is just Wild Cool Colonialism. It is the people yeah. basically fighting back to take their land back from, in this case, it's the Earth Federation, from what I can tell. Earth Federation and uh, Neo Zeon, who's trying to take over. It's like, just fucking leave Africa alone, you know? Like, it's just, while I, I mean, you know, trying to choose my words carefully. I appreciate that, like, Africa is, like, a common setting in these shows. In, 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 like, the Gundam series. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of shows don't really focus on Africa in general. But I wish it yeah. wasn't in the context of, oh, yeah, it's because it's colonialism and the Federation and the military are using Africa as basis of operations. It's like, well, you could have done it a little bit differently, I reckon. Yeah. It's, fucking, it's far too late now. And then, like, one of these soldiers, uh, his name is Ello. He's like, oh, well, Glemmy knew that our suits were replicas. So, you know, that's kind of, they kind of realize that Glemmy's probably part of Neo Zeon. So he, he can probably help him out. And they mention this new suit we see called an Ewak Zack. This thing <laughs> is so fucking, okay. It is a, it's, it's, it's a high Zack, right? It's like a sort of upgraded form of the high Zack. And the main sort of thing that sets it apart from other high sacks, first of all, it's blue. It's just, you know, nice two-tone shade of blue with some red, like the chest fence are red and has this red stripe on the sort of radar dish. Because this thing has this gigantic fucking radar dish in the back of its head going off it. It has this cool, like, antenna in the front and, like, it just fucking UFO-ass head. It looks like Orbeetle from Pokemon, or rather, Orbeetle looks like this. Oh, and it has yeah. these, like, okay, I can see that. sort of bigger flared out um, thrusters on the legs. Like, it has, you know, really nice chunky chest and skirt armor. Cool, big old blue shoulders. It is, this thing looks so fucking sick. I just love it. I love that its whole purpose is not really to fight. It's just a recon suit. So it has this, like, gigantic ray dome just, like, stuck onto the back of his head. It's so fucking sick. I love it. It is very cool. It's just a funny little guy. Well, a funny big guy. But, you know. <laughs> and um, they say at one point... Uh... 
In our veins flows the blood of the Tuareg who upheld the honor of Africa. Our mobile suits are blue for a reason. And so I was like, hmm, okay. And I, I, uh, I did a little bit of homework and, uh, it's not like a, a not a Gundam thing. It's a real life thing, and I thought that was pretty cool. It's um, a the, real life thing, isn't it? The Tuareg are a uh, people of Africa who have like a long time been called the Blue People because of the indigo dye that they use to color their clothes um, that they traditionally wear, and like it also ends up staining their skin a lot. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, he's like they're they're pulling from actual history. That's really cool. It's very so just cool. making stuff up. Yeah, don't don't speak more on that because that may or may not be what my statement after the episode is. I'm glad that we are both on the same wavelength for that. Gotcha. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, I that that's what I really really like how it's it's they're not blue for like they're blue for a reason. It's because it like is a callback to this actual like ethnic group of Africa, and I'm like, oh my god, they actually did like an amount of homework and made it you know like made it relevant to the show in a decently respectful way and not only that but their actions in the show also not, sort of are related to the actions of the Tuareg in real life again i'll get to that later on but like it's just like oh shit you did your homework gundam writers good for you and they made me do some extracurricular reading which i always you know well mm-hmm. not always but a lot of times appreciate when it's interesting learning <laughs> is fun learning yeah. is fun um so yeah back back to the show uh Elo runs off to sort of like go after them because they the Eoxac picks up uh, the the Gundams incoming. They don't know it's the Gundams yet, but you know they pick up units incoming. They're like, oh, it's the fucking, you know, they they don't know if it's uh, AU or they don't know if it's Neo Zeon, but they want to take them down. Uh, and then we cut over again, and fucking Pull is complaining about the oil. Pull's just nonstop complaining these episodes, isn't she? Like, she more than really usual. Is. Man, maybe I wish we had a Pull that didn't complain. I'm looking into the camera. I'm looking directly into the camera. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> they uh, as they get closer to the town, the uh, the blue team suits fly at them and start to attack. Yeah, yeah. Pull like sort of realizes she feels a new type flash. Like, uh oh. And yeah, the Zaku sort of income and the Ewax act so cool. It's like we see like a desert Zaku that's painted all blue. There's a blue Gelgoog. The Zaku's like diving at Judo and attacks. And, you know, sort of like, I'm from the Blue Corps. And, you know, every single time he meets a Blue Corps guy, the Blue Corps is like, we're fighting for African independence. And it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, go you. Hell yeah. And, and then we cut over again. Glemmy is talking to Rue. He's trying to convince her to join him. And, like, they're, like, sitting at this, like, cafe table in the streets. And they have these, like, cute little, like, pink uh, champagne. Like, they're drinking some pink juice out of some champagne flutes. It's just, like, a fun. I want that. I want to know. I wish Colin was on. Maybe I'll ask them about it to see if they can make a uh, Glemmy and Rue's <laughs> fun desert juice. Uh, make that a real drink. But Glemmy's sort of, you know, trying to convince Rue to join his side and to be with him. And the battle is going on. He gets distracted by it. And Rue's like, huh, that's how I know you're not the real deal. Because you got distracted by battle while trying to woo a woman. And then she just fucks off. <laughs> and like he wants to chase after her but he knows that this is like more important so he runs mm-hmm. like back towards the fight yeah and uh and and dido dido dodi i i dido. think it's dido but i, I, I keep on wanting to say dido like the musical artist i was kind of thinking that too earlier yeah uh so <laughs> da, da, yeah it's a I'll, I'll say dido so i don't get confused dido is here dido's in his galgu which is very very cool and he like knows it's a gundam 
And like one of them, I, I think Ello's like able to knock uh, the Zeta's beam rifle away. And Dito's like, all right, you fucking guard that thing because Zeta can't really fight well without it. And then we see Judo like sort of like peering from the corner of a rock like, I need that fucking beam rifle, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like he got away because there's like a little uh, smoke or dust cloud and they're, they're looking for him. And yeah, he's just peeking out from behind that rock. He's just looking. He peeking. At, at one point, like he he tries to l- launch some of the missiles out of his uh, out of his like hands, and uh, Pole can sense that danger's coming, so she grabs the controls and he yanks him back, and he dodges out of the way just in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it's like yink, and it's cool. Um, we we do get a short little cutaway too of Gane. He sees Rue loading up her like I don't even know where the fuck she got this truck, but like. I think she probably had it. No, well, no, she wouldn't have had it because she can't load a truck into the core fighter. Anyway, Rue's in a truck. I think she just it stole it. She probably just fucking stole it. It's Grand Theft Auto. We love it. Um, she's loading up with jugs of oil to, you know, to put in the core fighter. And he invites her underground. And she's like, oh, fuck you. And she just drives off. And she's like, I'm not going to be a security blanket for an insecure man like you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Rue's starting to get fucking cool again. I, th- I think Rue... Honestly, everyone in the Argama, even Problem Boy, are like in my good graces in a major way after these episodes. I think they're all just good now. I think they finally learned how to do it. <laughs> At one point, she slaps the hell out of him, too. And I'm just like, ooh, yeah, you love Fucking to see it. Girl boss. Gundam's nothing but girl bosses. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's more fighting. Glemmy is like rides a motorbike up into the battle and like, you know, pull, you know, new type pulls, judo, pull, pulls. Pull user new type powers to pull the Zeta and Judo away from fighting uh, Dito. And he ends up, like, shooting Dito down, but, like, doesn't kill him immediately. But he's, like, mortally wounded. And the Gelgu is, like, shot down and disabled. And it's, like, on its back in the desert. And Glemmy, it, like, sort of runs them off. When he arrives driving that Zaku tanker, he's, like, firing on them. And they all go away. And sort of, uh, as this happens, Rue is driving. And she sees the Gundam team retreating. And she's like, ah, oh, I didn't need to worry about them after all. Good for them. Because I guess she probably figured they were just going to, like, get killed and die in combat without her? Hard to say. <laughs> and uh, as as the Gundam team is retreating, Pole uh, can, like, kind of sense Rue somewhere in the city. And so they they come up with a plan to drop their Gundams off nearby, and they'll, they'll enter the city on foot and go look for her. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. And finally, what we get at the end of the episode, Dito is dying in the desert. Ello and Glemmy and the rest of the blue team are there. And he calls Elo a proud Tuareg warrior. And he tells Glemmy that he needs to fight for the honor of the Blue Corps. And then he says, change the world, my final message. And he dies. I don't know. I like Dito. He was cool. Yeah, he was a cool dude. I don't know. I, I for In my list of Gundam characters who are introduced in the desert arc for them to die right afterwards, he might be up top. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. It was a good one. Um, yeah. Well, that was only part one of the Blue Team. Because, Jake, let me tell you about episode 31 of Double Zeta. The blue team, part two. Please God, my do. chair is so squeaky. Glemia now leads the remnants of the blue team and is preparing for them to battle with the Gundams once more. Bicha and Mondo ride out with the core parts to recover Rue's core as well as give battle support to the rest of the team. The gang follow Pull's lead to find Rue in the city, but it turns out to be Glemmie they were tracking. At this moment, Gadeb and August arrive and begin attacking the city to try and use it as a base of operations. In this battle, Glemmie meets back up with August, who presumed him dead, and takes over command. He leads Gadeb and Elo into battle with the Gundams, but they are outmatched when the double data parts arrive and Glemmy is forced to retreat aboard the Mindra. Fucking August is very important, it seems. Yeah. Another another character who who didn't seem like they were gonna be important, and then oh, okay, I guess maybe you are. 
I, I mean, I mean, uh, he's important. Does not mean he'll last terribly long, but he's important. Don't forget that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one starts out. Uh, they're sort of the blue team are doing field tests on that Gelgoog that Dido was uh, piloting because, um, you know, he's it's all fucked up and like Elo sort of like trying to like fly it around and they're trying to do repairs on the knee and everything's all fucked up and borked with it. And Elo sort of crashed it. Also, Elo's full name is Elo Mello, which I very much like. Is it really? I guess I didn't catch that. That's amazing. It's E-L-O, M-E-L-L-O-E. Hello, Mello. I love it. It's he's Elo's cool. We like Elo here. And uh Glimmy swears to Elo that he's going to defeat the Gundam team and avenge Dido. Glimmy is like well, well I, th- I think before let's see, yeah. Elo thinks Glimmy is like kind of paranoid of the Gundam team. And cause, you know, fucking also Glimmy's like, don't fuck with Gundams, dude. <laughs> and he's like, well, Gadeb's going to be here soon. We'll be able to fight with him. And Glemmy is like, don't underestimate them. And then, there, again, fucking Glemmy ideology hours. Because Elo tells him that freedom has to happen here on Earth for the Toreg people. And, you know, this is in after Glemmy asks him, why just don't go to space and get your freedom? And I really... I This this is a cool conversation to me. Because the whole thing is Glemmy not really getting the perspective of Elo, like... You know, Glummy's like, well, just fucking go to space and you can fight for freedom that way. But, you know, Glummy doesn't really, from what we understand, he's just been on Axis his whole life. You know, he doesn't really have this, you know, deep ethnic group he's from. You know, Elo is like from, he's part of, he's a Toreg people. Like, there's an actual people who have actual land and it's like, you know, Glummy truly doesn't really understand why he doesn't just leave on earth but you know at the same time elo's like you know you don't get my perspective of like this is where i'm from this is what i fight for it's just you know it's a cool juxtaposition of glemmy you know a space noid not understanding an earth noid i guess but like at this point i'm absolutely on the earth noid side here like i think that elo is absolutely in the right for like pretty much all these episodes oh absolutely um and then like after after elo kind of tells him like you know tells him that that you know this is where my people are from Glemmy says, uh, I see, you're obsessed, just like just me. Like, yeah, what the fuck, Glemmy? He says, uh, my obsession is reviving the zombie family. The masses will even accept the rule of a dictator if that means peace. I was like, oh, Glemmy, 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 Glemmy. You don't need to say all of that. And he said the quiet part out loud. The people <laughs> want strong authority. It's like, you're starting to fucking turn into Char. And I know it's because you're blonde. And I think that's just like Gundam blonde disease. But come on. Hey, where the fuck is Sayla? When the fuck are we going to see Sayla in Double Zeta? Yeah. We have 15 episodes left. Where the hell is Sayla? Anyway, I just missed my blonde. The only non-problematic blonde in this entire show. As far as... Well, maybe. I don't know what she's up to. I I think she does... I think she shows up in Double Zeta for a little bit. Maybe? Oh, shit. Nice. I I thought... I I just remember someone telling me that, oh, you'll see what she's like in Double Zeta. So hopefully... I just... Where the fuck is Sayla? Bring her back. Um, we miss you. We miss you, Sayla. Where's your gold bars? Um, anyway, so yeah, Glimmy says some weird shit about dictators, and he swears on Dido's grave that the blue team will spread the Toreg throughout the Sahara. It's like, okay, I appreciate that you've just met this group, but you're willing to fight for them because you believe their cause is just one, even though you just said some weird shit about them going into space instead. Whatever, Glimmy. <laughs> it's like, oh, just just ignore that. We're cool, just right? uh, oh, I said the quiet part out loud again. Not being Sajis. Oh no. And um. Back on the Arkema, Bright calls Beecha and Mondo to the bridge. Um, he wants them to head out in in the core top, and uh, 
They're like, oh, you want us to check on the Gundam team? He goes, well, yes, that too. But mostly I want you to look for the core fighter Rue took. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, oh, you want us to find Rue? He's like, no, I don't care about that. No, I, just want I the core to fighter. find Rue's hardware. It's fucking That God. she stole from us. Hey, if I hate Bright. Bright fucking sucks. Go yeah. away. Um, but, and, and, but for some reason, Beach is like very, Beach is going along with it very, very well. And as Beach and Mondo are walking to the hangar, Mondo's like, bro, what the fuck? And Beach is like, I made this mess. I'm going to fix it. I'm the one who drove her off and I'm going to get her stuff back. And, and I'm like, wow, shit, Beecha, you're, you're so fucking mature. Good for you. I'm just and happy to see Beecha like taking responsibility for once. And Mondo even kind of reflects that too. He's like, you sound like a completely different guy. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And and speaking of a completely different guy, as they get in their flight suits and they get in the core and fly out, we see Shinta, who's like wearing a like a flight suit, and he's like doing the 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 um you know the runway operator waving the little sticks around. It's like, what the fuck is Shinta doing here? Actually doing work for once. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. I loved it. I was like, I oh my Shinta. heart. Where's Coom? Is Coom like also wearing a cool space outfit? Let well don't don't put them in Gundams, but like let I don't know. I just it's just funny to see that they're actually like growing up and doing things now, despite being you know. Man, you know what? I remember when, like, I thought I didn't like these kids. Like, they're just replacements for K- Kika Cats and Less. But, like, nah, they're totally good. They're good as hell. They're I like them all... more, I think. I, I think, you know, you know, you know, I think that because we've been with them for longer. Actually, you know, honestly, at this point, we've probably been with them for about the same amount of time. Because they came out, like, halfway through Zeta. But it does feel like we've been with them for longer. Just because they've been through a lot more than the other orphans had. And, hey, fucking, <laughs> as, as of now... Only two of the other orphans are left. Fucking cats beefed it. Remember cats? God. Well, he's dead in space anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the soup. Um, so, fucking, yeah, they're, they're, they're stationed. Did they fly out? And, like, Beecha tells him on, he's like, yeah, you know, all, all the stuff we're about working for the Argama. I mean, we won't get back into space eventually. And Mondo's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you're just doing this so you can go back into space and hang out. But, you know, as long as Beach is not a freak, I'm fine with it. <laughs> He can pretend he's not a freak, but as long as he's as long as he doesn't seem like a freak, that's fine. Even if it's an act. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Ellen and Eno are spying. They're waiting for Rue, and they're sort of talking about judo and pole. And they sort of talk about how pole knows judo better than any of them do at this point. They've been childhood friends, but pole's a new type, and they just like can't really compete with that. And speak of the devil, and he appears. Pole and judo roll up here, and pole's like, "All right, we're gonna go into the city." Pull's pretty sure Rue is there, and fucking as soon as they leave to go find Rue, Rue rolls up into like the the pit where they stuck the Gundam, and she is pissed. She's yeah. very mad because the mobile suits are just sitting there by themselves. Nobody's watching them, and anything could happen. They didn't even try to hide them. Yeah, it's it's like they just barely covered it in tarp. And Rue's like, "What the fuck? Come on, it's amateur hour here." And so she drives off, and then we cut back to the city. Ganae is sad, drinking at a table. And uh, Glimmy finds him, and he, he sits down with them, and he goes, uh, we're, two, we're comrades, you know. Two men who have been rejected in love. Yeah, it's it's funny, because like my notes say, Glimmy shows up and says, two men in love should be able to drink together. And I realize that writing that has a completely different tone than what Glimmy says to Ganae, but like, I don't know. Glimmy, that's their ship name, I've made it real. There we go. Um, Two blonde fail men. Gane just starts busting up laughing at him. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, you're in love with Rue, you little stinker. 
And uh, Glimmy does not take this well. He was trying to have a serious moment, and so he just fucking decks him yet again. Glimmy, violence. It's not becoming of you. You're supposed to be a nice little blonde boy. You're not supposed to be some hulking brute. Rude ass. So uh, the kids are walking through town again, and Paul has a feeling, and she's like, oh, oh, dang it. Oh, oh, beans. This is Glimmy. This isn't, this isn't Rue. That's not Rue. That's Glimmy. And I'm trying to make, in my, in my, um, in my mind's eye, I'm imagining a joke about the soup and how there, she was actually making soup without Rue in it. Um, hey. the, the culinary joke is there. I'm not skilled and I'm not strong enough to finish the joke, but pretend it was funny and complete and everyone laughs and applauds at me. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you jake um so yeah they'll run off uh after pull and we cut over again ganae's like it's a sin to think so greatly of yourself and glemmy's like oh so you're a sinner then oh i just fucking love this biting wit from (laughs) glemmy and they uh they get to a like crowd of people and uh they start hearing like a, a bell and everybody like gets down like kneels down onto the ground and for some reason, they decided to make everybody gray in this crowd. I So, I at first, I thought it was, like, Pull is trying to, like, isolate Glemmy's signal new type-wise. So, that's why everyone else is gray. But, yeah, just the whole scene, everyone's gray. I don't know if they just, like, decided to draw it that way. It's it's very weird. But, like, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's the prayer time. And I was very worried when this happened because I was like, oh, God, oh, fuck, no, Gundam, don't do this. No, you know what? They just do it. Like, it's not weirdly disrespectful. They just say, yeah, it's an Islamic city, so everyone stops and prays. So yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised because I was expecting something, you know, racist or, or, or something bad, something prejudiced from Gundam. But no, they just portray it and, like, yeah, is as if it were a normal thing, which is, like, more than I would have expected from the show. <laughs> kind of like a few weeks ago when I got scared when they mentioned the mosque. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I think they might actually be learning. Some ways. Not always, but some ways. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, thinking to, like, the women in Gundam, Double Zeta, they're treated a lot better. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know. It really feels like Double Zeta, they're starting to, like, realize, oh, we can't. We gotta be a little bit better. We have a lot more scrutiny on us because now we're starting to make money from all of our fun toys, so we can't be fucking freaks all the time. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain. Um, but because everybody has kneeled down to start praying, uh, they see Glimmy standing like across the crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, he sees them. They all make eye contact, um, but before they can really do anything, L like points up and is like, "Oh, look over there!" And uh, the Mindra is here. Oh, fuck. It's rising up over the horizon. Yeah, and Glummy knows that August is piloting it. And then we see, like, a bunch of Zaku's tankers rolling up on the sort of ridge above the town. And this is not fucking good. And, yeah, they realize it's, like, it's Gadeb who's, like, leading this. And he basically says, like, he's going to take over Gardaia as the independence movement's base and begin just, like, fucking the city up entirely. And uh, they don't... They don't hesitate or wait at all. The mobile suit army just basically, as soon as it arrives, starts zipping towards the town and, like, launching missiles just straight into the city. I won't hesitate, bitch! (laughs) They go off. And, yeah, like, Godeb wants to sort of destroy everything that's corrupted by the Franks. And Ello is like, what the fuck is Godeb doing? And he's like, sort of goes out in in the, um, in the Gelgoog. 
and August is in the Mindrick commanding all the fighting, and he wants only the above ground part of the city destroyed because, you know, he wants the underground part to use as the base. And he's like, and if we take it fast enough, it can be my own base. So, you know, clearly August is just using Goddeb right now, but he doesn't really care. He's just like, you know, furthering his own ambitions because he's the one in charge of the Mindra because Glummy's basically dead in the desert for all he knows. And uh, the kids are running through the streets when when one of the uh, enemy suits spots them and like it turns to attack them. Even though, you know, they're just civilians. Uh-huh. When Ella's Gelgu swoops in and smashes into it. And he starts yelling at the guy. He's like, what are we fighting for? A ruined town can be rebuilt. But children? The lives of children? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. This guy's going to swoop in and be a hero. Yeah. And he does. And he, he fucking, he, you know, takes him down. They're like, okay, full, we get, take advantage of this. Run away. And then Glemmy... Also in the street trying to stop him all by himself. He like stands in front of Godeb's Dwaj and he's like, take me to the Mindra. I need to speak with August Guidon right away. And then August realizes he's like, fucking shit. He thought Glemmy was dead and he's like, okay, I need to be very careful because he knows how dangerous Glemmy is. So he basically was like, all right, yeah, land. We need to talk with this fool right away. Dangerous and, uh, little blonde man. <laughs> and then uh, we see the, the kids get back to where they left their mobile suits and... Oh, they're gone. They're gone. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, Pole's all freaked out because she mixed up Rue and Glemmy's vibes. But, but Rue is there. Yeah. She's just like, she's like there. we just get this cute little scene where she just like pokes her head out of the core cockpit. And like, you know, Judai, Ju- Judai, fuck, there it is. Yu-Gi-Oh. Judo admits that the Argama has totally fallen apart without Rue. And L kind of has to apologize for her because they think that she just ditched all the Gundams. And she's like, I fucking buried them. Because you didn't. And like, you know, it's like Rue's Rue's fine again. Everyone's happy. You know, no we, no one's being rude anymore. And then we cut back to town and Ella was just taking out suits left and right. He is fucking everybody up. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, whew. Ella on the warpath. And then Glemmy meets with August. And August is like, oh, I allied with the blue core to find you, Glemmy. And Glemmy's like, yeah, I know. I know you're fucking lying to me. He's he like, tells who me? No, no, not at all. No, he does the the Brian Cranston me dot gif, uh, <laughs> and he's like, "Where's Gadeb?" And then Gadeb's in the Dwaj right behind me, like blinks his mono eye camera at him, and he sort of tells him the Dito's dead. All the Gundams are incoming, and Gadeb goes off to fight them. And Glummy's like, "Huh, you're just the king of a molehill." <laughs> I was like, "Rude." He just he just helped you out. He just brought you up here, man. And like, I I get it because you know Gadeb is Glummy thinks that Gadeb's um. Like, goals are too small-scoped compared to Glemmy's, which is true, because, you know, Glemmy's whole thing is that he wants to be fucking Space Joe Biden instead of just, like, <laughs> ruling part of Africa. And Glemmy's like, you know, if you're going to be... What, what, what does he say? He's like, if you're going to be the king, be the king of something big. But then, yeah. you know, at that point, Gadeb meets up with Ello, and Ello sort of challenges him for allying with the Franks. And space people and forgetting about independence, only fighting for glory. How fucking dare you, Gadeb? Space people don't understand the desert heart. That's true. <laughs> I believe it. And uh, Glemmy is, heads out in... Uh, oh, crud. What was he piloting? Um, Glemmy, Glemmy gets in a Dryson. Yeah, Glemmy gets in a Dryson. And he kind of interrupts the two of those those two of them fighting, saying, uh, like, hey, we need to work together to carry out Dito's will. And uh, as he says that, the Gundam team approaches... Yeah, it's like, oh, speak of the devil, fucking shit. Yeah, Glemmy, like, sort of, like, unites them together. And, you know, Elle is fighting Glemmy. And Judo is, like, constantly distracted. 
And, like, he sort of sees L getting attacked, and he sort of dives in to stop, but then, like, Glimmy kicks and shoves him out of the way. And at this point, I freaked the fuck out, right? Because, like, we, oh, it, God, looks like it looks like L's about to get fucking axed. And then Eno and Pole dive in with the Dodai, and it gets axed. And, like, you know, the color cuts out, and it's, like, just, like, all, I think it's, like, all, like, red and pink. And, like, I'm like, are they just gonna fucking die? But no, they just crash the Dodai, and, like, we see them run out before it explodes. I was like, oh, fuck, don't scare me like that. I seriously thought Eno was about to eat it. Like, I don't want Eno I, to eat it. Eno's too me good. Neither. He's he's a sweet boy, but I really thought that he was just about to. Whew. It was very fucking scary. L and Judo are back to back with each other, and the enemy suits are surrounding him or surrounding them, and uh, they're getting kind of worried. But then they see Beach and Mondo show up, like flying just to, just in the nick of time, and uh, they form the double Zeta and join the fight. Yeah, it fucking rules. Uh, and like you know. Ello eventually has to, like, get down, Mr. President, for Glummy, and, like, dot, push them out of the way. And then Ello gets cut down and fucking explodes, and it's very, you know, poor Ello. I'm sad about that. Also, and, like, can I say, the fucking animation in this fight is maybe the best I've ever seen in Gundam so far. Oh, like, I don't know if you lovely. noticed it. It is so fluid. It is so dynamic. It is gorgeous. It is such a good bit of animation for this fight right here. I love it. Oh, it was great. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they shoot off Glummy's arm, and uh, Goddab jumps, like, right at him and just gets the big old double gun right into the chest. Just, like, straight up point blank. And uh, so Glimmy is like, actually, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he retreats. Yeah, and, just, uh, boh, it's great. Yeah, Goddab's dead, pretty much. Like, I don't think we really, like, I I, I guess Goddab's dead. Because he gets shot point blank. He doesn't explode, but he kind of, like, falls over, just beefs it. Um, but he has yeah, to be dead. Yeah, he kind of gets melted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like Glummy's gone, and then like, and the last fucking scene in this episode is so funny because Gane is just oh like sitting, he's sitting at that cafe table with like a broken champagne flute with the drink still in it. He's like, "War is the death of civilization, bro. What the fuck? Why didn't you go downstairs?" And um, he's like, "People with their own hands destroy what they've created. Do you understand that this is all in vain, Miss Ruluka?" I was like, "Bro, you need to. Why is this where your head's at right now, man? Like, come on." Come on. Yeah, drink, drink more of that juice and feel better about yourself, I think. <laughs> and then the uh, the ending shot is of the Mindra retreating and the town just in smoke. Oh, we fucked another whole ass city up because of war. I wonder if the show has anything to say about this. Oopsie doopsie. Ah, oh, poop. Ah, oh, beans. Hate to see it. Fucking, well, uh, maybe the next episode will not be as bad, I say worryingly. <laughs> Are you talking about episode 32, Across the Salt Lake? The Gundam team makes it to a salt lake on their way back to the Argama. They're ambushed by August and his Drysons, but drive them off. Glimmy talks to August once he returns to the Mendra empty-handed and makes him swear loyalty to him as he reveals the new type core is actually real and he has a clone of Pole in cryosleep. On Glimmy's bidding, August attacks the Argama as it resupplies, but the Gundam team also mobilizes and fights back. Eventually, Judo defeats August and once again drives off the Neo Zeon forces, and the Argama makes its way to Dublin. There's fucking clones now! Yeah, I screamed, and I was like, no! It's fucking Kyle XY! I was like, there's clones, sooner or later I'm sure there's gonna be fucking time travel, and I'm like, ugh, I hate, I hate clones, I hate time travel. It's, we uh. got fucking, we got pull, we got pull two, and eventually we'll get pull 781228 or whatever the fuck Kyle's number is. It's 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 Kyle X Y it's Gundam Z Z what the fuck I think I'm a clone now 
that's what the opening for this episode is going to be. <clears throat> Max, do you, do you, mm. do you think that we'll, uh, do you think that we'll get, uh, <laughs> do you think that we'll get, uh, pull 420? Ah, it's funny. It's the funny weed number. I get it. I understand Woo! that joke. Um, fucking Sadalon is here. It's heading to Kilimanjaro. Mm, not great. Cause that is the Federation's headquarters. So I wonder what the fuck Haman's going to do there. But she's like, all right, I'll wait, Miss Maneva, Yabi, my princess, and we have to go to kill when Yabo and Yab, please hang tight. And Maneva's just sort of standing there, like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, she kind of looks at her, like, uh, okay. All right, yeah. Uh, and then Haman goes in the elevator, and like, what the fuck? She had an older sister? Yeah, we get some, uh, we get some Haman backstory. I, what was her sister's name? Which, I mean, she's I dead. Because Haman says that her sister died in battle. And like the outer reaches of space or whatever. Yeah, it says that she devoted her life to the Zabi family and she died alone in space. And Haman's like, that will not happen to me. I'm going to add new blood to the Zabi family and revive it as the Neo Zabi family. I was like, oh, what are you going to do now? Haman has a younger sister named Serana and an older sister named Marlene. So fucking, there's a whole. I mean, I get that makes sense that there's a car and family, but like, it's very funny to me. Oh no, you know what? This is this is all because Haman's the middle child. That's why all fucking Gundam happened because Haman's <laughs> just that that middle sibling bullshit. Oh man, that's the whole reason. Damn Haman, we got you good. We got you fucking cornered. <laughs> it would never happen if Haman was the oldest. Hell, no. I can say that with confidence. But she's thinking to herself how she's going to fucking create the Neo-Zabi family now. Not Neo-Zeon, but the Neo-Zabi. Because I guess since she's controlling Maneva now, whatever the fuck. And she looks at her retainer and she, like, sees Char as Quattro, like, his ghostly form. And thinks how he allowed his father's will to be used by the Zabi family. While he just fucked off doing whatever the hell. And she's like, I'm not going to let it do that. I'm all alone. Then I'm just, like, thinking, like, damn, I miss Char. Damn, I want to see that fool again. Well, I hear that there's a movie... I think he might have a counterattack eventually. I mean, like, I know that he originally was going to be part of this, but yeah. like, it, it it it's still, you know, where is he? So the the Gundam team is headed through the desert. Um, they they stole one of those Zaku tankers, mm-hmm. and they've got the uh, they've got their glider as well, and uh, they're returning to the Argama. And uh, oh, but but they see a body of water, and they're like, ooh. Actually, this isn't the Mediterranean. Let's take a let's take a little pit stop. It's a it's it's Chot Melrear. I do not know how to pronounce that at all, but it's this big it's a big old lake. And Mondo sort of mentions, oh yeah, the Argamas supplying nearby here, and everyone wants to stop and chill. And it's like a mini little beach episode. And uh, Ju- they're they're like, let's stop. And Judo's like, no, no. But they're like, but please, Judo. I don't want to hang on the beach. I want to drink a margarita. It's five o'clock somewhere, Judo. And he he relents. And and then, you know, they get in. And, like, Paul gets in the water. She's like, this isn't... This is salt water. It's And then she gets excited because she can float in the salt water. So it's fine again. And uh, Judo's about to run into the water and sees Rue just kind of, like, hanging off it on the side. And he's like, oh, what? Come on, you're not you're not going to join us? And then, and then she's like, you try going into a salt lake and not being able to take a shower afterwards. You're going to get all sticky. You're going to hate it. I mean, not, not, to, not to out myself as a freak, but like, I, I, there's something weirdly comforting. Maybe it's some gross nostalgia, but like, you know, going to the beach and like, n- not my whole skin, but like, 
you go in the ocean and then you rinse off afterwards, but then your hair still has that like salt in it. It's like, I don't know. It, it, I just, I like that feeling afterward. Maybe it's just me like being nostalgic for the beach, but it's getting warmer out. I, I miss going to the beach. Maybe I'll be able to fucking go back someday. Oh, I'm just only, sad. I have only been to the ocean once and it is truly the saddest thing. Which ocean? Um, We went to the uh, Gulf of Mexico. Oh shit. I have not been to that one. I've been to... Yeah. I, I, well, I've been to the Pacific, but it was like n- near San Francisco, so it was just really cold and cloudy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually, I go to the Outer Banks, and Outer Banks fucking rules. I love it there. God, it's so nice. Watch we were, Outer Banks on Netflix; it's a fun show. Hell yeah! Yeah, we were we were visiting some family in Texas, and uh, hmm. we went down to the Gulf of Mexico, and it was uh, it was a blast. That sounds I've fun. Yet to go back, man. Oh. One day, one day I'll get right? there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So fucking yeah, yeah. So Drew doesn't go in. He calls her a poser, and like they ever, he starts to get in. But then he sees like blinks on the horizon because it's fucking August again, and his Dryson squad. And you know he needs to. T- he mentions how he's like you know one one of his guys like should we retreat to the Minja and get more units? And and August is like no way to take them out now. Like if I don't bring Glemmy back a souvenir, my position will be in jeopardy. So he has to like go and attack them now. And like you know, Glemmy wants him to basically be a fight boy. You know how it is. <laughs> you know how it is, that little guy. And uh, so everybody is like running back to their mobile suits. And uh, since Rue stayed back behind by the machines, Judah like yells for her to put up a smoke screen. And they, mm-hmm. they use that to like, or they use that distraction to get in their suits. Yeah. At some point, Dry- or, oh, Dryson, at some point, August does like use the radar and sort of sees it. Oh, shit. They're just children. But he clearly is not bothered enough by that to stop fighting yeah he's like oh darn but then uh he's like ah well whatever. <laughs> what a sh- what a shame it's, it's the nick frost gift saying shame as he loads a shotgun and <laughs> you know judai's judai fucking judo's in the double zeta and beaches in the zeta and then beaches are kind of starts going apeshit in the zeta and beach is basically the one who sort of like drives them off entirely like it's not judai it's beacha good for him and uh beacha gets kind of annoyed at judo um because judo gave him an order and then everybody was also like praising Judo. And Beach mm-hmm. was like, I could do just as good if I were in the double Zeta. Yeah. And and, and you, you sent me some predictions of what would happen. Oh, yeah. At this point, I was like, I know exactly how the rest of this episode is going to go. And uh, sh- should we read them off or should we just talk about... Uh, no, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let, read them off. Let's get that little time capsule. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so they'll encounter the enemy again. And then Beach is going to take the double Zeta. And then Beach is going to end up being in trouble. And then Judah's going to have to come rescue him in another mobile suit. And Judah's going to save the day. And then Beecha will admit that Judah's just just the darndest. Just great. Uh, you kind of fucking nailed it, my man. <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to be that that exact, but I was like, yeah, that's... Yeah, you fucking nostradamus it right in the hole there. I've seen a TV show or two. Yeah, yeah, you know. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's like my girlfriend was watching um the last movie uh of the uh, fucking to the boys I loved before or whatever the fuck and like I was making all these predictions. And I was like, I've seen these kinds of movies. I know how this shit works. Um you know, exactly the same. They're exactly the same. And yeah, and like we we cut over uh and then things start to get a little fucking ape shit because we're we're back on the Mindra and August is back in the hangar after he gets driven off and Glummy sort of talks to him he's like you should have killed him and August is like those fucking Gundams man I felt something wrong like we got to have a plan and I think he says it cryptically enough that Glummy's like what do you know and and August is like I don't know like I I, I think August act like 
I, I genuinely don't know what this is part of the scene was because Glemmy is like acts as if August has figured something out. I don't think August really has. I think August was saying more like, yeah, we need some fucking crazy ass plan to take out these Gundams. And Glemmy is like, I'll show you a crazy ass plan. Come with me. And uh, he leads him away and they get to a door and Glemmy pulls a gun on him. He goes, uh, once you've seen this, you must follow me until the day you die. I've been keeping the new type core in reserve because I don't believe the Ayug represented by the Argama or the Earth Federation were our true enemies. The, if the new type core is real, what the fuck? And so he brings him into this room and there's just a bunch of just a bunch of tables. They're, they're in the they're in the Zizix lab. It's Tom Foss. And they're like glowing and it's it's like fucking They've been in cryo sleep for a year. These people. There's a fucking. There's a pull in there. Ah! And uh, August is a little freaked out. He he's like, "You've got them in cold sleep. What is going on here?" And uh, Gloomy reveals that he thinks that Haman is the true enemy. Yeah, he's like, "Why do you think Haman would pamper a youngster like me?" And August is like, "Bro, you are scaring the fuck out of me right now." <laughs> And then at uh, at some point he even calls the pole in the in the cryotube. He calls her pole two, and I was like, "Oh no!" At two oh. pole, at pole two. <laughs> there it is, at pole two. I love when Brutus says that in real history. And then like August basically sort of like gets on his knee, and he's he, he bends the knee to Glemmy. He swears fealty and loyalty, and he pledges himself to him. He's like, "I follow the strong. I just go with the flow from there, my man." Strength is justice. And Glummy is like, all right, bro. Like, do you give your life for me? And he's like, I do. Fuck, dude. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, Glummy had like, you know, every single thing that they've shown Glummy doing since his introduction has made him more interesting to me. And now I am like looking directly at it. I am like, Glummy, you wonderful little boy. Oh, Glummy rules. I was just like scratching my head the whole time. Like, oh, what the fuck? You... Who, wh- how, what are you going to? Oh no, Glemmy! What have you done? It's, it's like, it's are, just, are they all poles? Oof. Are they? Ugh. I, I, I guess. Was I, we only see the we subject? only see the one. But yeah, like, is there like pull two through ten or whatever the fuck? Like, how many pulls we got? It's huh. I love that though. That's just fucking. It's like the new type core of all being clones of a bunch of little freaks. And I guess he has. Regular pull. So is is pull a normal human, or is pull also a clone of someone else? What the fuck? My mind is racing. And like, is the pull that's out just a test subject? Like, that, that's the thing. I feel like the pull that's out is the one that like a is there to throw people off the trail of Glummy having a new type core of him being like, no, I just have pull with me. Like, she's the one I'm taking care of. But I think also pull doubles as like, yeah, I have pull here to kind of like keep track of, so I see. You know, so I know how to work with the other pulls when they get fucking woken up. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's fucking oof. Crazy. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, like I say every time we talk about Glimmy, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Oh my god, Glimmy Toto, I love this little funny guy! Ah, <sighs> good shit, good shit. What, 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 what happens next? What um, we cut so, to? so next we are, um, we are at the, um, we're at the Chot Melrear, um, like little area where they're getting resupplied, and uh, Bright is talking to one of the AU guys there, and he says that uh, their next assignment is to go to Dublin, 
because there are Federation leaders who fled Dakar there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as they're in the middle of discussing this next assignment, the sirens blare because enemies are attacking. We woo, we woo. And the, 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 the Federation guy Bright was talking to just like immediately burns the map that they're using. is funny. Yeah, he, he like he had a Zippo just ready. Oh, he's like, oh, f-. that's his favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and like the, the August and his Drysons are incoming, and the first thing they do is like fire on the oil pipeline, destroy it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, direct action. I can I see. There's no problem with what you've just done. This, <laughs> this is a net positive. Destroy oil pipelines. Um, so it and he's yeah. right next to a big body of water. Mm, well, yeah, it's a. I don't think people. I don't think many animals live in big salt lakes like that. I, I mean, hope not. let's not contaminate anything, but also let's destroy let's destroy oil pipelines in an eco friendly way. That, that yeah. that's what I think we can latch on to. Yeah, there and we Bright's go. Bright's like, "Where the fuck is Judo? Why are you fooling around so much?" And then we cut over to Judo and the gang, and they're they're in the tanker and the dodi, and like pulls complaining about all the salt right on cue. Of course, she complains. <laughs> and. uh Rue spots smoke from the Argama's direction, and uh, they're like, "Oh fuck, everybody, everybody, get ready to head out." Mm-hmm, and, uh, mm-hmm. So, so then Beach jumps into the double Zeta. So yeah, so so well, first of all, Rue is like slacking, like they radiate. Rue's like, "What's going oh, on up true, here?" Yeah. And she's like asleep, and she wakes up, she's like, "No problem." And she looks and she smoke, and she's like, "Um, problem, problem, problem." <laughs> <laughs> and they have to mobilize, and like, yeah, Beach dives out of the way and like shoves Judo and like gets in the double Zeta himself. And he's like, you know, and L is like, Beecha, get the fuck back here. And like, L gets in the Mark II. And Judah's like, wait, L, can I get in the Mark II? You've already left. And everyone's like taken off because Ruse and Zeta right now. And Judo, Judo, fuck. I keep, I'm at the point where I say Judo and I think I'm saying it wrong. Judo's like almost falls off the tanker and he's like fucking just left high and dry. Poor guy. And uh, so he he runs up to Eno, who is preparing to uh, fly out and. Uh, I can never remember the actual name of it, but their little glider and uh, the the Dodai, the Dodai. It's confusing because there's Dido from from the blue team. Dido, Dodai, also, Dido, the music artist. Ah, there's also the Jabbers, which are really similar to the one that they have. Yeah, so I called it the base Jabber when they used it when the Federation came in when they were in Dakar. I think it might be the Dodai. Well, no, fuck. I thought i skimmed the wiki and i thought the dodai were what zeon used in the one year war and base jabbers are what the federation used afterwards but i think since things got flipped around i think that the because we hear i think the blue team say that they're using base jabbers so i think that dodais are what the federation uses and the jabbers are what the other people use it's very confusing and not clear but they are essentially the same thing they're like skateboards that fly and uh yeah so he he kicks eno out and tells him to take the zaku tanker Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just kind of like, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it's like, fucking, why not? <laughs> the Argama is holding its own against the enemies, but uh, they they don't think they can last too much longer. Yeah, everyone's flying in. Um, there's a cute scene where L can't really use the Mark II to fly across the lake, and Rue comes and saves her. And Rue's like, "What are you thinking?" And L's like, "Ha, my plan relied on you coming in to save me." <laughs> and she like rides a Dorito <laughs> to the battle arena. Um, battle arena fucking battlefield uh and yeah august is fighting the double zeta he doesn't really know you know he doesn't know the pilot's different but like beach is getting fucked up right now beach like is keeps on landing in the salt lake and you can't really fly out and like august is just like giving him the business they are kind of wrecking beach's shit and uh mm-hmm. oh he's in trouble so there's another ding ding cinema sins ding <laughs> <laughs> and then uh zeta and the mark ii show up and they kind of 
chase August off and save save the double Zeta. Yeah, and, it's uh, good. It's good. I'll, yeah, but then like L sort of gets stuck in the drink with him too. And Judo radios bright and he's like, I'm not on the double Zeta. Send out the Hyakushiki. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Minion man. And, and Bright's like, he's like, you're not in the, send out the, but wait, what? But it's unmanned. Just listen to Judo, Bright. He's a new type. He's one of your favorite boys. You, you shit this bed and I'll lie in it. You got to listen to what he says. And, uh, Judo has, uh, pull, take, take the controls and like, they they sent the uh the Hyakushiki out on on one of the gliders as mm-hmm. well and uh <clears throat> he's like okay line it up so i can jump down there i was like oh that and doesn't seem like it would work all that well but very dangerous but works out perfectly <laughs> like <laughs> judai it's like kind of lined up and judo's like dives out of it as pulls angles it closer to him and like he gets inside and it's just fucking cool like he does does it cuz judo Fucking one of them ace pilots who can just get in anything and pilot it well, except for the first couple episodes of Double Zeta. <laughs> God, I remember when he just, like, Mr. Magoo'd his way through fights. Oh, wasn't that, God, wasn't that, that was a trip? funny. I, 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 like, I appreciate that he's a really good pilot now, but I also kind of miss when he was just, like, a bumbling fool who somehow won fights. Remember Mashmer? Where the fuck is Mashmer, Jake? I was oh, wondering about that today, too. Like, I... Like I'm looking at our our poor simp sector channel, and I'm just like, I know. Oh boy. I mean, at this point, Glemmy's a simp. We can probably yeah. put Glemmy in. He's a simp for Rue. Sure um, is. Oh god, and so is Gene, but he's whatever. He we left him in the desert. Uh, with his funny little drinky drinks, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Judo's <laughs> going ape shit in the Hakushiki, and he starts to fight uh, August in the Dryson because you know August is like going after. L and Beecha, who are like completely stuck. The Beecha can't use his Vernier to get out of the Salt Lake. And uh, August like knocks the beam rifle out of the Mark II's hand. And like Judah's fighting him. Judah's fighting him. Wow, I'm like really bad at this name today. And like, you know, they're both on their little like skateboards. And Judo is like using the beam rifle's bayonet as a beam saver to like clash with August. It's so fucking cool, dude. And, uh, but the fight doesn't last for too long because eventually Judo gets him and he like chops off both of his arms and like slashes through his chest mm-hmm. and, yeah he like knows he's because he's mentioned he's like i know all your moves by now you old fuck and he like <laughs> he like cuts it in two into three pieces he like cuts it like on either side of the torso kind of it's a very cool shot and like as the dryson starts exploding it like he's like i'm gonna go back to pilot the mindra and he like poof, incinerates explodes dies very very sad poor one out and uh so the rest of the enemies retreat after seeing that and uh we cut to l like like yelling at beecha and uh beecha's like i don't think i did anything wrong really <laughs> he's like well <laughs> I, you know um and yeah like l yeah l's chewing him out and we cut over and like glenny's in the mindra and he's kind of happy dr- or august is dead you know i guess you know his secret can't get out he can't report back to Haman for it and glenny's like well let's go radio kilimanjaro and get our new mobile suits New toys, yes, give me more robots. And interestingly, he thinks to himself that uh, he will not be able to defeat Haman with strength alone. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, because he has a fucking army of little psychic freaks. We know this. <laughs> I know you, Glemmy. And in the uh, in the hangar of the Argama, Astonosh is like frustrated, but he's relieved. He's like a father. He's like mad they took out and like trash all the suits, but he's happy that they're safe because mobile suit can be repaired, but people can't be. And Judo's, like, talking to Beecha, 
And he mentions how L apologizes, which is like, oh, good for you, L. Thank you. Even though you didn't do it in person. Yeah. And then uh, Beach is like, well, Judo, I guess the double Zeta isn't too isn't much good without you. Yeah, it's like, it's cute. I appreciated it. And then after he says that, he's like, he kind of gives him some like snarky remarks to make it seem like, oh, maybe he didn't actually mean that. But it was just Beach being a little stinker. The little stinker we all know and love. Oh, we love him. He's cute. He, and um, he's just like, oh, shit, I got sentimental for a minute. Uh, let me talk shit real quick. So yeah, yeah. Everyone's out. all embarrassed. <laughs> and, then, and then someone and pulls like, we'll take a shower. Bright says we're allowed to use the water. And everyone's like excited running off into shower time. And then we just get one last shot once again of Glummy standing over pull two is all menacingly. And it's like, ah, oh, fucking we got clones now. And I just uh, had the had the Weird Al song stuck in my or pop into my head. It's going to be the uh, opening for this episode. I think I'm a clone now. A clone now. Good song. Uh, thank you, Weird Al. Anyway, Jake, um, I'm going to continue your bit from before. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the Tuareg people. Because do. we were on the same wavelength, and I, like you, looked it up after I watched the episode. I was like, oh, this is like completely, completely real. This is like a little, my little, uh, my little Wikipedia analysis uh, PowerPoint for you. It's not a PowerPoint. I'm just going to use my words, but... The Tuareg people, they are a large Berber ethnic federation inhabiting the Sahara from southwest Libya to southern Algeria, Niger, Mali, and Burkina Faso. So this kind of like this, their area is like sort of like west central Sahara kind of. Uh, there are about 2.5 million Tuareg people today, which is quite a bit, um, considering of how like long they've been around. Their language is also called Tuareg, which is kind of their collection of languages, and it belongs to the Berber branch of the Afro-Asiatic family of language. This is like an entire like ethnic group that Gundam kind of did their research on. And like you said, uh, Tuareg, they're called this uh, for the, they're called the blue people rather because of the indigo dye they wear that often stains their skin, which is, you know, the main inspiration for blue team in this case. They were uh, very influential in the spread of Islam to Northern Africa. They're traditionally a Muslim people. So, and again, the village that we go to in this episode in like, I guess it's like Morocco or Algeria or something. I think they're in Algeria right now. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a Muslim village because they all pray uh, to Mecca. So it's it's like I'm I'm constantly amazed that Gundam did their research in a decently respectful way for once. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very surprising, but it's very nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. Um, the Tuareg control a lot of Saharan trade routes, and were also inf- influential in a lot of Saharan conflicts throughout history. the The name Tuareg is debated of origin. Uh, Possibly, I think the main uh, hypothesis on what they're named after is derived from the bloken plural of Targi, a name formerly meaning inhabitant of Targa, which is the Tuareg name of a region of uh, Libya known as Fizan. So kind of named after the place they're from, potentially, because we don't really know because they're very old, because they originally moved to the Sahel region of the Sahara under their first queen, Tin Hinan, between the 4th and 5th century. So this is a group of people who are like, 1500 years old ish which is pretty impressive that they're still around hell yeah they're commonly known as the veiled ones uh through their interactions with people throughout history who've you know visited the area and met with the Tuareg people um oh no craig oh boy oh no it's okay we're nearly done with the episode anyway um let's see let's see let's see in the 19th century the Tuareg territory was organized into confederations and ruled by a supreme chief known as the Amenakal and a council of elders from each tribe and there were seven major confederations so they're kind of organized uh, and they originally held off French invaders and they did so for decades pretty much they weren't forced to sign treaties with the French until 1905 
1917 and a little bit you know part about the conflict with the French invaders is Wikipedia says the French didn't do much to alter the ruling structure of the Touareg, but fuck them. Fuck colonizers. Fuck the French. I'm glad that they all got destroyed in Splatoon 3. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. In the 60s, in the real life African liberation movement, when a lot of countries got their independence, post-colonial times, there were a lot of Touareg uprisings and rebellions fighting for territory and resources after the Touareg territory was divided between several states like like five or six different countries sort of like make up where the Tuareg were from. So all of that was kind of like split apart and given to all these different countries. And there have been two or three Tuareg rebellions. I guess it depends how you count them. Uh, Tuareg uprisings throughout history, rather. And there's still resistance fighters seemingly today who are still trying to reclaim their homeland after it was, again, like picked apart and given to different countries. So it's like fucking the French came in and fucked these people up and... Again, fuck colonizers, reprehensible. And they're still marginalized today, but I, you know, to not to sound like a broken record, I am impressed with the decently uh, reverent portrayal they have in Gundam. Uh, and, and to end it, not on a horrible note, I, I wrote down some of uh, their traditional food, because we like food here. Hell yeah. We're a couple of di- guys eating foods. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of their main staples is called taguela, which is a flatbread cooked on a charcoal fire and buried under hot sand, which is interesting. Uh, f- from then, when it's fully cooked, it's broken into pieces and is eaten with a meat sauce. Meat sauce sounds pretty good right about now. Oh, yeah. They also eat millet porridge called asink or aliwa. I guess there's two different names for it, which is it's, it's boiled with water and is eaten with milk or heavy sauce. Millet being, you know, like that, like I think millet's seed, some sort of seed. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also have they drink goat and camel milk called ak, cheese called takomart, and yogurt called tona. You know, staple staple foods when you have dairy animals milling about. Um, and a egg ekajira is one of their main beverages. It is drunk with a ladle and it's made from pounding millet, goat cheese, dates, and milk and sugar together. Which that sounds not bad. Yeah, I would try it. it I, I I like that they drink it with a ladle. That's a cool little touch. Um, and finally, they have tea called a Thai or a shahi, which is made from gunpowder green tea with sugar steeped and poured three times in and out of the teapot over mint and sugar. And when it's being served, it is poured from over a foot above the cup to give it a nice froth. Ooh, that sounds yeah. amazing. So I, I appreciate that, like, you know, their their customs and their food, a document on Wikipedia, read up on them if you can. It's a very, it's an interesting read. It's, it, it's a good, you spend a good amount of time reading up on them. Um... Fuck the French. Go to hell. Uh, and shout out to the Tuareg people. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's this is you know, no Beyontune world today. We got a little bit of fucking education. Uh, you're welcome. Class is now no longer in session because we just had it. But we class was in session and now it's not. And Jake, now that we're going to close the episode, I want to ask you, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the Twitter.com at Mr. Jakey Poo. You can also find me um, on a podcast, Most Foul, where my wife and I are reading through the Artemis Foul books. I'm uh, rereading them, and she's reading them for the first time. And then I'm also on Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play podcast using the interstitial rule set. Mm, I believe you're a Seahawk. I am Seahawk from She-Ra, yes. Good shit, and, uh, good shit. We, ju- we just recorded a, a one-shot where I played as uh, I played as... A little guy you might have heard of before. Um, he's actually two guys. <clears throat> they got crazy hair. Two guys, crazy hair. Thing one and thing two. Yugi and the Pharaoh. 
Oh, shit. Someone should make a podcast about that show. You know what? I would listen to that, I think. Mm, 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 mm. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to my people, see if I can work something out about that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Max, where can we find you? Oh, yeah, unrelated, I have a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast called uh, Pot of Grief. Oh. It's number one only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast by Capricorn. <laughs> That's on uh, Twitter at Yu-Gi-Oh! Why am I falling apart? That's on Twitter at Pot of Greedcast. Uh, my other show is called Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast. We will be recording, when this episode goes out, we will have recorded our episode on Hollow Knight. Funny little bug game. I don't know what Jordan's going to bring next because we had to postpone a recording that we usually do yesterday. At recording time because jordan's neighbors were playing jazz music because i guess they were inspired by our persona 5 episode <laughs> um, <laughs> check that out slappersonlypod.com or slappersonlypod on twitter and then i'm also on twitter myself and instagram i'm exabajillion jake also hey another question for you buddy oh yeah What's that robot of the week that robot of the week is oh yeah i was actually preparing this one for last week then i realized it wasn't my turn alpha from the power rangers aye 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 i like alpha you got a funny book gumball head yeah, he's uh, Alpha is just the little helper to Zordon, and uh, he kind of talks like this, and he's like, ay, 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 Rangers! Ay, 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 Dios mio. And uh, yeah, he's just a fun time. Good, good shit. Thanks, Alpha. Um, oh, also, I, I forgot to mention earlier, uh, Noise Space is our podcast host. Noisepace.xyz, check him out. Wonderful website, wonderful podcast. Thank you, Matt. Uh, okay, we got it. We got it. Let's put this one to bed. Uh, All right, good night, everybody. Words. Good night, everybody. In the words of Alpha from Power Rangers. War is bad! Wow, cool robot! Ay, ay, ay! That was a pretty good Alpha impression we had. Hell yeah. <laughs>